Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a gaggle of guests here today. <laughs> we are lucky and excited. We got a bunch of OU people in the audience and crowd, and you guys are going to love this episode. So. Right, our students and, you know, alumni That's right. from That's right. OU. Notice that Matt didn't say special guest. He usually <laughs> says that. So, Let's list them off one by one here. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Yeah, um, I'm Dustin. Um, I've been on the podcast, I think, like you know, Returning. five, six times yeah. or so. I still don't know why you guys keep on asking me. They to love you out here, there. So. It's just because I you know, never say no. Audience um, request, man. <laughs> the, the, you wouldn't believe the requests we get. He's I, happy to be here. I know. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but um, um, I did my undergrad and PT school at OU, um, so I spent almost a decade you know, in Athens, um, so it was a great time. Um, I've been with Oxford for about six years now in our Montgomery office. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, my name's Shane. Um, so I'm a third-year doctor of physical therapy student from Ohio University. Um, this is my final clinical practical, you know, before I take the board's exam. If all goes well, right? PT, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> if, as long as I pass. If he yeah. passes this <laughs> rotation. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot hinging say. on this podcast, yeah. Shane. It's got to be our best one ever, yeah. man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been here for a few weeks. Everything's going pretty well. Awesome. Um, I'm here to the end of April, so I'll be here kind of an extended is period. his passing Fantastic. dependent on you yeah i know oh, yeah, no. that. yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit too much power <laughs> a bit. Awesome. and another veteran uh, on our podcast ken rushi our co-founder joins us again uh wearing a different hat today uh ken tell everyone kind of what you do with our student program and, and how that interaction goes yeah thanks matt thanks Allie. appreciate being on again but uh we have a physical therapy internship with uh, several physical therapy schools in Ohio as well as in Kentucky. And basically what we do is we take students on their internships and it can be a 16-week uh, clinical. It can be a 12-week clinical. And uh, we place students in certain clinics. And then we help with the education process. And uh, we always want to give back. And uh, we're very indebted to the student program. And uh, we feel it's very important to uh, Oxford physical therapy and uh, we feel we give the students a very good educational opportunity would you say the same Shane <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been great so far uh no complaints it's been a really good time so I've learned a lot so far so I'm looking forward to the rest of my time here awesome yeah so we've talked with other students in the past kind of you know how to get ready for mm -hmm. that clinical mm -hmm. what were some things that you did to prepare Shane before your first day um, so for me, I guess it was a, a little bit different for me. Um, I ended up, I took a, some medical leave from school. So mm -hmm. it kind of put a gap in my PT kind of education. Okay. Um, so I had all my orthopedic curriculum before that. Um, okay. so just reviewing some of that stuff before coming out sure. of this. Um, but really I was just looking over some notes, um, making sure, you know, I was up on documentation stuff, like exactly yeah. what I need to include, everything like that. Yeah. And then I reached out to some previous students um, who had gone to clinicals with Oxford, just kind of expectations um, that they had for us here as students. Sure. And just making sure that I would, you know, wouldn't miss too much, you know, the first few days. Yeah. And um, what kind of information did you get ahead of time? Like how prepared did you feel walking in day one as far as knowing where to go, what to wear, what to bring, that sort of thing? 
Yeah. Um, I felt really confident. So actually I was in touch really early with Ken, um, just because of the, um, Titleist kind of yeah. thing we were going to do with the golfers down at OU. Um, so I had kind of early contact with Ken. He reached out with an email, um, included Dustin and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information I could possibly need. Um, and then Dustin reached out a few weeks kind of before the clinical started with exact address, um, what to expect, what to wear, um, what time to be here, all the good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. hundred percent prepared. Did, did he tell you you had to wear an OU shirt or that was your choice? <laughs> I felt pressured too. Um, I feel like it was, um, underneath it, you know, kind of hidden in the message. Yeah. There was a layer be- under <laughs> yeah. there. You had to read between yeah. the lines. Yeah. I was going to say, I okay. wouldn't trust Dustin with telling me what to wear but you know yeah. since you're guys it makes pretty more good sense. fashion sense well, I, I, <laughs> I actually think ken actually said in one of his first um emails to you too like feel mm. free to wear anything over you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Proud. there's usually a few uh, go bobcats in his emails just too. a few yeah. now was undergrad at ou too or no my undergrad was at heidelberg university okay in tiffin mm-hmm. um so i was there for four years nice. i did my bachelor's degree in health sciences which okay is essentially pre-professional health sure. program because i knew i wanted to go to pt school okay so, awesome yeah. And uh, what took you down the PT school path? What made you want to be a PT to start with? Um, yeah, so it was kind of a roundabout way. So initially, uh, I have a twin brother, and we were both kind of really into, like, building stuff, being mm-hmm. mechanical, stuff like that. Also had a hobby with, like, computers, technology, stuff like that. Um, so we initially went to school for electrical engineering, and we started at UC down in okay. here. Um, so we went to school for a little bit down here, and we were both just like, yeah, you know, this is really cool. I like it. Um, and we were doing well, but it's just like I just don't – want to work behind a desk all day and right. just work on a computer right um so we wanted to be more hands-on and i had a history of running kind of my whole life i ran mm-hmm. through um high school college um so i was always interested in like science anatomy and then how stuff works and i kind of viewed pt kind of like a like a body mechanic right and i thought it was really cool um especially like an orthopedic kind of outpatient sports yeah. pt um so just kind of pursued that from that point um and yeah as soon as i started college with those types of classes and as soon as i got into pt school i knew for sure i was like yeah this is 100 percent what i want it to be did so, your twin awesome. also do the same thing yeah same thing goes to no ou way. as well yeah so he's on his final how clinical interesting as well. is that mm-hmm. that's awesome now you know in our podcast episode we did previously we kind of did um you know a little bit of education for students that were mm-hmm. thinking about pt school and it was interesting we talked about having plan b you know if if PT doesn't work out for you, either you don't get into school or you don't like it. And yeah. uh, we should do one on engineering and have plan B for PT, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a good gig. Yeah, it's a good route. Yeah. So um, Dustin, Shane mentioned a little bit um, a Titleist event. Mm-hmm. And I know we've previously talked about that. But for our new listeners, tell them a little bit about um, what is Titleist certification you know, people think Titleist, like, well, you guys sell golf balls and do right. therapy what or the what, merch? you know? So. <laughs> you can't get them off the golf course, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so TPI is basically um, uh, this group of tests that you can actually find different um, limitations or impairments from, you know, the golfer. Um, um, whether that would be, you know, if they're, you know, lacking strength, flexibility, things that can be, you know, related to, you know, potential injury in their golf swing. And golfers are usually, you know, uh, a group, a population that, you know, they usually become pretty addicted to it. So um, they usually, you know, are going to be golfing a lot and doing a lot of swings. So um, it really has the possibility of, you know, developing some overuse issues or injuries. So the screens are basically to, you know, find different, you know, limitations that can prevent um, such things like an injury so that we can, you know, keep golfers on the golf course. I like that you said prevent, you know, because I think a lot of times we talk about treatment and it's interesting that we start to shift focus. Hey, it's much easier to prevent it. Like think about your car. 
why wait until the engine blows up, get the oil changed, right? And, yeah. you know, do that maintenance. And so I think that's an interesting concept that we're starting to work into a little bit. Yeah. And, and the, you know, prevention, I mean, that's only, you know, one small part of it too. Obviously, you know, if we get to the point where, you know, somebody does have an issue or pain, you know, with golfing, that's definitely something that we can address too. So um, Titleist does a pretty good job at, you know, finding those different impairments and limitations, but they also are a pretty good reference for different, you know, types of exercises that you can do, yeah. um, um, you know, one for prevention, but two, if you have an injury, kind of golf-specific exercises that you, they can get back into golfing too. So it's prevention, but also, you know, if we have somebody that's an injured golfer, we have different treatment techniques that we can do to, you know, get them back on the golf course. Yeah, so and, there could be people out there listening who maybe had an injury and back injury, shoulder, hip, knee, whatever, and we're told, eh, I don't know if you're going to golf again, and they're stuck, and they had to give up something they love. Yeah. You're saying there might be an avenue where with some specific intervention through your training, um, we might be able to look at it. Yeah, and it isn't just, you know, being TPI certified. I mean, yes, that's, you know, more towards, you know, the athlete in the golf swing, but mm-hmm. really any physical therapist should be able to figure out what's going on if they just see a golf swing. I mean, they're sure. movement specialists, you know, that's what sure. they're professionals at. Um, so if you go see, you know, any physical therapist and they actually, you know, see you swing in a golf club, even with them not even having a background on, on golf, they should be able to figure out kind of what's going on, what we need to do to, you know, get you back. So you really teed up this next oh, comment. I knew it was coming. I mean, I, coming. I have to mention direct <laughs> access to Oxford yeah. Physical Therapy oh, and the man, fact that you don't need a prescription referral. Any of our listeners out there can come directly to physical therapy. And we are, this is also sneak preview. This is hot off the presses. We are looking at some other avenues, not just for treatment, but for prevention, and uh, our listeners should be watching. We'll be releasing some things on our website this month about a club that we're developing, uh, actually a membership club where you can join and have opportunities for uh, preventative-type services and maintenance-type services that don't all have to fall into the treatment category. Um, and this golf information we're talking about can be a part of that. So keep your eyes peeled on our website. Just remember that direct access feature. and. Thanks for teeing it up, Dustin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of want to merge these two things because, Shane, you had a really cool opportunity mm-hmm. as a student. Ken, you want to talk a little bit about, like, how this all came about and the opportunity that Shane and Dustin had with the golf team at Ohio U? Yeah, it was just, you know, one of those networking things. I was up for a football game, and I had the opportunity to meet the golf coach. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking, and – I just threw out, do you know what TPI is? And he he knew what it was, and he was very excited. And um, they were going to come to Cincinnati for a practice round prior to playing in an invitational in Dayton back in the fall. So um, <clears throat> we had him come out, and uh, I was able to watch him play nine holes mm-hmm. in a practice round. And um, the more we talked, uh, the more he was interested in something like this. Yeah. So uh, we just went ahead and set it up and got with Dustin and Shane, and we looked at some dates. And uh, we made a road trip up to Athens on a Friday, and we tested uh, the 12 varsity golfers. Yeah. And, um, and then went from there. So it was just, you know, kind of a networking type of thing. Cool. Shane, what was it like for you to take the skills you had learned through PT school and now you have a little bit of a different lens with Dustin's expertise and the TPI information? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was a good experience. So this was my first time doing like a TPI kind of golf evaluation. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't play golf like really growing up until mm-hmm. maybe the last like five, six years, kind of getting more so into it. Sure. Um, but yeah, definitely kind of the experience was good um, working with, you know, division one golfers um, yeah. is a really good experience um also having 
Ken, Dustin there to ask questions too, kind of in between um, going over that stuff. Um, it was good learning experiences me for me as a student. Were there any of the guys on the team that like sat next to you in like chemistry class and they were like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, all these guys were a little bit younger. There was a few okay. guys I talked to that um, they were in graduate school. So okay. They were like their fifth years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but most of them, yeah, I'm a, lo- a little too old for those guys. Okay. Yeah. Is this part of like any requirement for your clinicals or does he get extra points for doing this kind of excursion? So I, I guess he probably does get a few extra points because um, 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 he did it. He was really well. Uh, he did really well with all the screens and um, um, gave all the golfers a lot of really good information, too. So th- this was um, a step towards passing his rotation. Wow. With me. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> good step, That's yeah. good news. So, you know, I, I mean, I can imagine, like, golfers have just an array of physical fitness and, you know, um, basically levels of conditioning. And you start talking about a Division One golf team, man. Those guys got to be close to the top of the level, right? Yeah, um, I mean they're they're I mean they're obviously just like you said. I mean they're Division One athletes. Um, um, you can tell they're you know really good golfers. Yeah. Um, there were still a number of things that you know we found with a lot of them um, um, that can still be you know contributed to you know possibility of having having an injury down the road. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case with, you know, a high level, you know, athletic division one, you know, athlete, mm-hmm. it's going to be even more likely for the everyday, you know, amateur golfer as well. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with a lot of them, I mean, we saw a few, um, a number of things that, you know, we wanted to address, but um, for the most part, they're all healthy, you know, injury free. Yeah. Um, but it's just more of, you know, again, prevention, being sure that they're able to, you know, handle the long golf season, being able to, you know, handle a lot of shots on the range and, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously get better and better. Yeah. Are there two or three general things that you saw that were common themes among these golfers? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Probably super flexible hamstrings and really strong core, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, so core core was one thing. Um, The other thing on the other two kind of major um, um, limitations that we found was the middle part of the back, the thoracic spine stiffness. And that can, you know, really be related to, you know, obviously they're, you know, division one athletes, but they're also students too. So yeah, they're doing a lot of sitting, you know, studying, hopefully. Um, um, and, you know, being, you know, in that position for a long periods of time, you can really have a lot of stiffness in the middle part of your back that can be, you know, contributing to different issues that you might have with a golf swing too. Um, so I think a lot of the things that we found, um, you know, last week or two weeks ago, whenever we went down to um, Athens, um, some of it was, you know, related to posture. So yeah. we talked about, you know, different things that they can do to address that as well. So our audience members out there, I think if we had them all send us a comment if they had stiffness between their shoulder blades or middle part of their back, Allie's inbox would be flooded. Oh, I know. I mean, I think that's got to be every person out there, right? (laughs) I mean, anybody working on a computer, anybody that's driving, anybody that's, you know, using their phone. Yeah, every time that we talk about it, I have to fix my Allie's sitting up straighter right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, So for our listeners out there, I mean, if you're the weekend golfer and Monday through Friday you're at a desk, I mean, you're setting yourself up for you know, big time potential, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of times with that, I mean, just take the example of, you know, the middle part of your back being stiff. I mean, that's, you know, the case for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're a golfer and you have that limitation, you're going to be using a lot of other joints to compensate, which that's whenever you get into, you know, one, not being able to hit the ball very well, but Mm -hmm. two likely of you getting injured as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about golf being kind of like, um, you know, the, the full body motion is important. And I know from previous talking with you, you know, in the TPI screen, it's not just looking at like spine, you're looking all the way down the chain, hips, knees, ankles, right? So take us into something that maybe somebody, oh, I never thought that could affect my golf swing, you know, middle part of the back, 
probably not a lot of people are thinking about their thoracic or between their shoulder blades affecting how they swing. But what's another area people don't think about? I mean, I, I, I mean, you wouldn't really think about it, but maybe, you know, wrist, you know, range of motion, yeah. you know, um, and being able to actually, you know, bring the club back and actually have full range of motion in the wrist so that you can actually get more, you know, power throughout the golf swing and hit it more flashly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that goes, you know, uh, it's a big part of, you know, the golf swing itself. But, I mean, it's really everywhere from, you know, the wrist, elbow, shoulder, back, hip, all the way down the line. Everything is kind of moving um, um, in a certain way in order to have an efficient swing. Yeah. Shane, what's the biggest thing that stuck out to you as a therapist that you were like, man, I never put that together. Like, I never connected A to B, Mm -hmm. and now here I'm seeing it. Because I think that's really the value of clinical education. Yeah from a physical therapy standpoint, I mean, you know, like accounting, they don't go out and do clinicals or, you know, like they're learning it all in the book and they go apply it. But we have to be able to put A to B from the classroom to the real world. So what was the big aha moment for you? Um, I guess going through the screens with these guys um, from a PT um, perspective, I figured being division one kind of high level athletes. Yeah. Figured mobility wise, especially in the hips, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to see any kind of problems there. Yeah, um, there wasn't one golfer that I screened that didn't have some sort of deficit in yeah. their hip mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, being a high level golfer, I'm surprised that you know they're able to kind of go through their day without having some sort of hip pain, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think again, kind of what Dustin was talking about, if you have that deficit for a really long time, you're putting in a lot of hours, you're golfing on the weekends, whatever it is, it could definitely set you up for like a future kind of mm-hmm. injury. Um, so really just kind of focusing in on that, kind of looking at the whole chain, focusing on the deficits, making sure that we improve those back to, you know, within kind of normal ranges so that they can get through an efficient golf swing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, you know, we always talk about specificity, mm-hmm. right? Specificity with our patients and doing the things that are you know appropriate for their activity and this takes it even one step further. Not only are you doing things golf appropriate, but you've drilled it down into specific things for that individual exact golfer. Because you could probably Google or YouTube or whatever hip stretches for golfers, right? And some things are going to pop up. But now we have these two or three things that are interventions for that exact person. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so much more valuable when it's customized. Yeah. And, and along with that, too, I mean, say if you're you know a golfer and you have you know hip pain, I mean, chances are there's probably something going on in the hip, but really the screening and, you know, our education, you know, as being, you know, movement specialists are seeing all the other, you know, movements and joints all around there that those can be contributing to right. that issue. Um, you know, just because I have pain in, in the knee doesn't mean that that's the only place we're going to be working on. So exactly. you have to check out everything below. You have to check it, everything, you know, above it. Um, once you have a good idea of how everything else is moving together, that gives you a better idea on, you know, one, what's going on, but two, how we're going to address it. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because we talk about that time and time again. And I think sometimes patients come in with a knee problem and we may put our hands on their back and start working on it. And they're like, hey, are you reading the wrong chart or something? <laughs> and, and you know, it's like, no, this is all connected, you know, and you start to explain it and you do that intervention. And before long, it's like, wow, what you just did there changed what I feel in my knee. And then the patient really has that aha moment. So. Have you seen that in the clinic, Shane? Have you seen things with you, you know, mechanically working up or below the problem? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, for example, um, patients that have pain kind of down the inside of their shoulder blade. Yeah. And they're like, you know, it's my, the middle of my back hurts. Yeah. And then you're trying to educate them that, you know, I think it could really be coming from the neck, something like that. And they're, you know, you can tell they're just not buying into it right away. Sure. Even though you're trying to explain the anatomy and everything like that. But you do mostly some manual interventions. 
mm-hmm. get some short-term kind of relief from that. And they're like, wow, you know, maybe, you know, get some buy-in from that. They're like, you know, maybe it is coming from the neck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that kind of puts them on the right track. Yeah. Do you guys ever find it hard to turn off your PT brain? Like when you're golfing, like on your own or with friends, like, are you like, oh, like you have to stop yourself from correcting somebody? Um, it's definitely something that um, you might be a little more in tune to, you know, your swing and kind of what might be going on with it if you're not, you know, playing that well that day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, if it's a day where you're not playing that well, you definitely have it going through your head. All right, what are like the 10 different things that are going on right now? Why can't I hit the ball straight type of thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, to answer your question, it's kind of always on. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about yeah. correcting other people and, like, your friends? Like, do you ever have to do that? I haven't um, told you to fix your posture yeah. yet. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. bullied. I feel like it's different for me because I, I mostly golf with my twin brother, and he's also, like, TPI certified. Yeah. Super, super into golf. And I mean, like, by that, he's into the biomechanics, all okay. the numbers, everything yeah. like that. Um, so I don't do some, so much as a correcting. I think about it a lot, but yeah. I hear a lot of the corrections. While I'm <laughs> is golfing. it even leisurely at that point? Like, yeah, it's great. I love it. Oh. I'm into that. So it's okay. Could That's this like awesome. also lead into other sports or is we just golf? Specific? Well, no, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, there's like I mentioned specificity, there's different evaluations. And I think Dustin made an excellent point. You know, every physical therapist has the fundamental tools to really break down any movement, whether it's a sport, whether it's mulching your yard, whether it's putting your child in the car seat. I mean, that's what we do. You know, what we do is we look at your body, your underlying capabilities of strength, flexibility, and then what are your demands? What activities are you trying to do and where's the deficit and how can we close that gap? And so ultimately, you know, this is very, very specific towards golf, but ultimately it's the application of physical therapy that we do across the board. So um, it's pretty cool stuff to see in motion and I think it's awesome, Ken, to be able to make that connection. I don't think, um, you know, everyone appreciates everything that goes into making these student experiences come off flawless, and we do a lot behind the scenes. Ken does a lot of work ahead of time matching the right person to the right clinic geographically and the experience they're looking for. Or maybe what college they went to. What college (laughs) they went to, what shirt they have to wear on their first day to pass, all those sort of things. But um, it's super exciting to see the successful things that are happening and – you know, the benefits that we're having. So thank you all for joining us. Thanks for Any coming. final parting words for our, our listeners? Can we get our an guests? OU, oh yeah? Shout outs, <laughs> to your, shout outs to your twin, Shane, or yeah. uh, classmates. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my OU classmates. Um, all what taking the uh, boards exam this April. So, What oh. would you tell undergrads thinking about coming to do a clinical at Oxford Physical Therapy? Oh, I think it's great. So especially here um, in this Montgomery location with Dustin, um, if they're interested in working with kind of a broad variety of patients, um, I mean, I've had patients as young as like 14 and as old as like 94, yeah. um, different, you know, activity levels, um, different conditions. Um, if they're interested, you know, in using hands-on manual techniques, um, interventions like dry needling, um, some of that sort of things, like definitely, um, would look into it. It's a great place for that. Awesome. We really appreciate that. And I would say to any of the students out there that are interested, you know, any of our facilities, what we offer is the ability for the students to go to a different office and see a niche. So if you were, you know, for whatever reason at a facility in Florence or Hamilton or whatever, and you had interest in this, we can arrange you coming out with Dustin for a day or one of our other niche specialties in vestibular or pelvic floor or whatever the case may be. We really try to provide a lot of opportunities while students are here for learning. So. Thank you for being here, Shane. Thanks for the yeah, kind Dustin, for once again, you get the award. Most yes. uh, requested <laughs> guest on the podcast. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs>
and thanks again. He'll get his polo shirt. That's yeah. right. We're releasing uh, this Thursday. We're releasing some podcast merch. So be on the lookout for our guests around town. They'll be wearing our special uh, direct access Proudly to Oxford Physical Therapy. wearing that logo. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. All right, thanks See you all that. soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.